This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lost Art of Communication podcast. Today, we come with an interesting topic that has to do with the very unique situation that our world is in right now. So just to give everyone some context, it is early March, and it's the day after President Trump declared a travel ban for 30 days from everyone from Europe, not sure what other countries, and that is, of course, in light of the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak in the world. And now it, it is officially a global pandemic, as of yesterday. So today we want to talk about, one, how do we communicate about this in general in a way that will not instill an enormous amount of fear in everyone and in a way that we can keep ourselves happy and healthy as much as possible in this circumstance. But then we also want to talk about ways that we can prevent social isolation from happening. We are entering a time where everyone will be quarantining themselves very soon and it's already started to begin and it's very important. Social connection is incredibly important for our health and well-being. So the last thing we want to do is feel lonely in this time. That is not going to help our immune system. Loneliness is the number one killer in the world. So it's very important for us to use this opportunity to talk about how to stay socially connected even in this very scary time. It's funny because I just had um, appendicitis two or three weeks ago and I had to like stay at home for just a week and that was like just a mini entry into like what it could feel like to be distancing myself socially from others and potentially quarantining myself. So um, I actually did a post on that on our Instagram and it was funny. I went back to our Instagram yesterday and I was like, oh, I've already talked about this and how it feels to be just alone. So I'm excited to get into that in a little bit. But we do want to touch on first how to talk to people about this global pandemic because even myself, I've been feeling an increased amount of fear and just anxiety around this. And it's, I'm trying to figure out the best way for myself to like, do I talk about it with a lot of people? Do I kind of keep my feelings to myself? How do I talk to other people about it? Because I have a lot of, um, I work with patients and I see their parents. How do I talk in a way with these parents to make sure that everyone's feeling comfortable and safe and on the same page? So let's get started on that. Which is, it's really interesting how things progress because Molly came to visit me. I don't know if you saw on our social media, but Molly was in Savannah just this past weekend. It is now Thursday. She was here over the weekend. And I feel like your attitude, Molly, about this was so much more nonchalant. Oh, 180, like completely different. So that's what we need to talk about. Just a few weeks ago, people were making this out like it was no big deal at all. And even then, I wanted to have this discussion because regardless of where you are on the spectrum, we need to perspective take and consider how other people are feeling. I, for example, have a very close relative who has a compromised immune system and could very well not do well with if she were to get this COVID-19. And so for me, this has been a serious issue on my mind for about a month now. But for some people, it's just like, it's such a flippant, oh no, I'll be fine. And so you can't, one thing that is really important is you can't just think about yourself. You might be young, you might be healthy, but if you carry the virus and you cough and 10 feet from you, that 
virus will still travel and be able to reach someone else and it could kill them. So it's not just about ourselves. We need to be respectful of other people and bear in mind that you have no idea, the person with whom you are speaking, you have no idea what they're going through, what their situation is, what their relative situation is and what their fear is, if they have health insurance and what, where they are on the spectrum. So you can't make any assumptions. It was interesting because when I went to go visit you, Trisha, we were talking about it. It was a large part of what we talked about after I got there. And I know about like your family history and, and I, I completely like kind of spaced over that. And I was talking about it so nonchalantly. And then I was like, Oh wait, yeah. Like even people you're close with, it's easy to forget. So imagine the people that you don't know very well that you're talking to, what they're, you don't know what life they have behind them. You don't know what, like, invisible things they have going on in their own body or their own family. So it's really important to take that perspective and think about what they might be going through too. Yeah, because you could see someone that looks totally healthy and not know that they actually have a lung disease and that this is very serious and alarming for them. Or they're pregnant or whatever. And I think now it's getting to be to the point it's more serious. A lot of people that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way a few weeks ago saying, oh, it's no big deal. It's just a conspiracy by the government. I was like, um, this could really affect my loved ones <laughs> that take it seriously. In my mind, I didn't react that way. But in my mind, I was kind of upset that people were being so nonchalant about it. Now I think things have sort of swung in the other direction and people are starting to take it more seriously. In any case, we want to communicate as a community and not try to instill fear in others. Yes, I think it's important to talk about the way that we're feeling and talk about our concerns, but also this is a really odd sense of community that it brings about. Disasters, natural disasters, worldly disasters really can bring people together. So both Trisha and I went through um, a hurricane experience and I can say that when I was in the town where the hurricane hit, it was very, very community building. Yeah. And as much as we were all devastated by the effects that it had, there was a sense of community and closeness of bringing together. This one is a little different because we're literally being told to socially distance each other. But what Trish and I want to kind of encourage is still talking about it and building a sense of community around it. In a, in a safe and controlled way. Yeah, in an odd way, I feel deeply connected to everyone in the world right now because everyone in the world is going through something similar. We're all experiencing the same thing. So what I want to encourage people to avoid is looking at other people with disdain or having negative facial expressions, for example, when you see someone that is, for example, of Asian descent. That discrimination has happened, so we'll touch more on that in a moment, but first thought on this is, if you see someone cough, do not give them the death glare. They are not, that is just not productive or healthy. Research shows even smiling at someone, making eye contact and smiling will release feel-good neurotransmitters. You're going, it's going to make you happier, it's going to make you feel more connected. So what I encourage you to do, if you are out and about, Even if you can't shake someone's hand, you can't give them a hug, you can smile. And if they cough, smile bigger because they probably are feeling nervous for themselves or maybe they have allergies. You have no idea. But this whole 
I don't, I fear that we're going to ha and start developing a very cutthroat everyone, every man for themselves sort of mentality. And that's exactly what we want to avoid because we are all in this together. This is something no one was prepared for and we are dealing with it now. And it's global. Another thought on just like having judgments against people is seeing people with masks. I think people have judgments towards that. Like maybe they might be thinking, oh, they're definitely sick or, oh, that's silly. Masks don't do anything. Again, perspective taken. No, people are doing what they know how to do in the best that they can. So like Trisha said, smile, make eye, eye contact, make people feel comfortable because this is very scary. All of our emotions are very heightened. All of our negative emotions are probably very heightened at this point. Yeah. And fear and resentment towards other people is only going to compromise your immune system more. Negative thinking mm. will compromise your immunity. Strengthen your immune system by smiling at people, by feeling connected. Feel, studies show that the feelings of connection literally strengthen your immune system. So do that. And normally, well, and so we're going to talk in a moment about particular strategies you can take to build that social connection, even when you're isolated in your home. But let's touch for a moment on what I meant, alluded to before with the racial judgments that have been reported to be happening. So I live in a place where the Asian population is pretty high. Um, and I've just heard crazy stories about how these people are being discriminated against and judged. And it's so sad. I was talking to someone the other day and they said that a Chinese restaurant in my town is most likely going to shut down because they're not getting any service. Like, that is so sad. I've heard stories of people on the subways. Like, there was a Asian woman who coughed and somebody looked at her and said, you have coronavirus and walked away. It's so just disgusting. And I think this might have happened maybe more a couple weeks ago now that it's more global, but still, I bet it's still happening. I just haven't been privy to it, but it's, we need to remember that everyone is in this together and we don't need more negativity in our world right now. And if the person hasn't actually been to China, just an Asian American person living in the United States, they're not more susceptible to this disease than anyone else. No one is immune. Tom Hanks and his wife, we're tested positive. So no one is immune from this. And so judging other people and presenting other people is not going to be productive or healthy for anyone involved. So for your health, to protect yourself, be kind and be loving because those feelings of peace and love and encouragement instead of fear are going to help you fare better in the long run. And community, just know that everyone is struggling with this. Every place in the world, there's no one who's like, what's COVID-19, hopefully. Like, there are definitely feelings all around the globe. So, yeah. understanding that. So, let's talk about practical strategies that we can put into place. Since people are being told to stay home or avoid, avoid large gatherings, I know in Savannah, our St. Patrick's Day parade was canceled, which is a huge deal. And this is something that people have, the whole city shuts down for and everyone's off work. And so now it's like, well, what do we do? I still want to see my friends that day, but I don't want to put myself at risk of getting sick. One thing is, of course, we live in an age where we can be socially connected via technology. 
Now, I am the type of person, if you've ever listened to the show, you probably know that I am the last person to suggest opt for technology over in-person connection. I literally wrote a newsletter for my company the other day all about going out and socializing in person. Didn't send it in light of the era that we're living in. But in this case, we can be so grateful that we have this opportunity. Even sending letters, I'm sure, could be dangerous because you're spreading things and physically touching things. But we have things like FaceTime, Skype, Zoom, all these video conferencing services. We have the phone. Even just the sound of someone's voice is going to help you so much more than simply texting or sending an email. So use those video modalities because seeing someone's face will be the next best thing to not being able to see someone face to face and have that human connection because we do want to stay safe and take precautions like we're being suggested to do so yes be grateful for the fact that we have FaceTime and and take advantage of that call the people that you know you might see and might grab coffee with like hey let's have a phone date like I know we were scheduled to go grab dinner on Thursday but let's eat together and put our FaceTimes up and chat. Yeah. Another thing is reach out to the people you haven't talked to in a while. So I know for me, I used to live in Italy and Italy is not in great shape right now. So it's caused me to reach out to a lot of my Italian friends that I hadn't talked to in a year and I miss them. But I just, you know, we have busy lives and sometimes they don't reach out. But this forced me to say, hey, are you okay? And check in. And I got to establish that reconnection. So take this as an opportunity to reach out to other people around the country, around the world. And again, it really is bonding. I reached out to some of my friends from New York and it's just like, wow, we're, we are experiencing this all together and it can be bonding, especially with someone that you've sort of fallen out of touch with. So don't be afraid to connect because in this time, the person will only appreciate it. I know sometimes we get in our own heads of, oh, it'd be weird if I reach out to them now, like I don't really feel like it or what are they going to think? They will appreciate it and it will make you feel really good. Even me right now thinking of the conversation I had with my Italian friend the other day, it's like, oh, this brought us together. So we need to see the positives in this situation because there are some can bring people together. There are, yeah. So first step is really take advantage of that technology. If you're in a place where you can hang out with people in small group settings, definitely do that. Don't go into large group settings, probably maybe not at restaurants, but you can have people over for dinner still, as long as you're taking precautions, you know, and keeping yourself healthy and safe. But don't think that, oh my gosh, I can't talk to anyone. I'm just going to sit in my bedroom all by myself because that's not good for your health either. You need that social Mm -hmm. connection and interaction. Something else, I don't know if this is so much social, but so my boyfriend and I actually have a trip planned this weekend. Luckily, it's a driving one, but we are going to Big Sur, which is a beautiful, beautiful outdoor park. And I'm really excited to just be in nature, too, because I think just being inside has been like something that we're probably all feeling um, is getting stressful and quarantining ourselves and staying isolated inside nature is still good like go outside and go on a hike and you can still see people passing by that gives you that kind of like community connection to not everyone who is listening to this podcast has the opportunity to go on a hike but go out to your park you can still be distanced from each other but like being in nature will help quell that feeling of 
um, containment inside. Yeah, and you'll get some fresh air. Nature does wonders for your immune system as well. Even sunlight is great. So if you just step out in the backyard or take a walk around your neighborhood, get outside, get your body active. That's another thing. Make sure you're still exercising because you need that. If you're sitting at home all day, again, compromising your immune system, go out, be active. It's going to make you feel good. If you can do it with a friend, do it. If you want, just like don't touch them. Don't Maybe don't go to a gym that's really full. And, or if you do, make sure you sanitize and everything. But don't feel afraid to live your life and don't feel afraid to connect with other people. So if you are walking around the block and you see the mailman, smile and say hi. They're not going to give you cooties or, you know, it's <laughs> going to be okay. And that's really important to keep in mind. Another thing that you can do in this time, I'm very fortunate that my job is predominantly online. So I teach clients from around the world over Skype and FaceTime and these video conferencing services. And so one of my clients the other day who's been working from home said, I'm so grateful for these lessons because I've been working from home and I'm not used to it and I'm going stir crazy and you're someone to talk to. So even if it's the middle of the workday and you can't maybe call your friend, now is a perfect opportunity to take online classes. Whatever it is that you have been curious about, you might find yourself with a little more free time these days. Or if you're at home with your kids, maybe you have less free time because you're with your kids because they can't go to school, but you can all find a class that you've always wanted to take or been interested in. And now is a perfect time to do it if you do it as a remote training like the sort that I do where you're actually talking to the person then you'll get that human connection as well and you're learning something. I for one plan to do a lot of online training in this time for myself because I know that I'm going to have more free time than I might have. I've had a lot of seminars unfortunately be canceled but that does give me time to work on things so try to find the good in this and instead of going crazy or complaining that you're bored just keep in mind that there are plenty of options. We have the internet at our fingertips, so you can use things like that, and now's a good time to do it, and to get that social connection if you do a sort of training where you'll have a coach or someone that you're talking with, that's really going to help, too. And you're supporting a local small business, which are probably not doing very well right now. Well, they're definitely not doing very well right now, so. That is true, and, and, and yeah, not all. These would might be local small businesses, but you'd be supporting that person in their job. And so we still need to be feeding into the economy because it's obviously not doing so hot right now. So even from the comfort of your own home, you can be connecting with new people, learning new skills, and supporting the economy at the same time, all while not getting sick. Exactly. But um, I wanted to talk about, too, like just greeting people, too, and perspective taking around that when if you are still having to be in social contact with people for your job, like I am, I'm still having to go to work. They're not shut down just yet. But um, I think that's important, too, going back a little bit to the perspective taking and um, making sure to make everyone feel comfortable um, and having that social connection. Make sure that you adjust your way of saying things and... Um, greeting people. So I met two new parents yesterday. It was really funny. And I went to go extend my hand for a handshake and then I took it back and then I like waved with both hands. It was so awkward. But I said, hey, I hope you understand. I can't really shake hands right now, but I did want to introduce myself. So make sure that you're taking those precautions too and making people feel comfortable because I could have easily just took a step back and then said and put my hands behind my back and said, hi, I'll take your child now. Like it could have been very off-putting. 
um, but still trying to make people feel connected um, in those times when you do have to be in contact with them. And that's a huge point, kind of what we were saying earlier, but going off of that is you don't want to make people feel gross. I don't want to feel like people think I'm gross. Like, ooh, what if she has it? And I don't feel that way about other people. Even though subconsciously we might. That's why we're not shaking hands with people, because what if someone's sick? But we don't need to make everyone feel disconnected in that sense. So, for example, at church right now, we're not supposed to be shaking anyone's hands at the time when we normally would. So instead we smile and nod. But if everyone, like, looks around, like, grumpily in fear, like, oh, don't touch me, don't touch me, that's going to give very negative energy and it's going to make everyone feel so alone. And like, oh, gosh, i got to keep to myself. I can't touch anyone. But instead, smile and nod. And greeting is huge. The other day I had coffee with someone and she greeted me with elbows she said elbows I've been with students all day and so we just bumped elbows and it was fine and it was casual and it was fun and it was everyone understood and I was grateful because then I didn't have to be the one to to touch her hand and versus last night I was somewhere and this woman kept kissing me on the cheek and I was just like oh, oh. don't do that <laughs> but I just, yeah yeah it's and it's hard like what do you do in those situations too but um I'm sure it'll hopefully people listen to this podcast and you know understand a little bit more mm-hmm. All right, so takeaways? My takeaway is to reach out to someone. It can be text or better yet, call, but even just texting someone that you haven't talked to in a long time who's in a part of the country or a part of the world that is potentially being affected right now or is being affected even if you don't know what their situation is, just send them a message and check in and maybe say, hey, if if you want to, I would love to chat with you. And I encourage you, when you chat with them, talk about other things too. We didn't chat on that, yeah. Because everyone needs to get everyone needs to get their mind off of this as well. We can't all just sit here focusing on that. We need to have some sense of normalcy. So talk about other aspects of your life. And that goes for any dinner conversation you're having or outing or personal gathering, get together. Make sure you're talking about other stuff too. Completely. That was a really good point that you just made. My takeaway would be probably stealing from Trisha's advice but if you are out in the world make sure to make eye contact with people eye contact does not transmit diseases big known (laughs) fact (laughs) but make eye contact with people give them a smile make everyone feel more comfortable in this really scary time I didn't even think of that but that would make me feel better because I think everyone is just scared of people right now and just make sure that we are still connected to people and give them that encouragement and connection in a safe way yeah so main thing is we are all in this together let this be a community bonding experience instead of something that's socially isolating be kind to others don't judge others and remember you don't know what other people are going through so even if your opinion is different from someone else's respect where they're coming from and take some perspective thank you all instead of our outro we should do we're all in this together high school musical song i think that would do some copyrights but imagine as we close out this episode that song is singing yes thank you all All right thank you guys wash your hands